Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Great Grace and Glitz. I'm so excited to have you back for another episode because you are in for such a treat. We have a woman on this call today, and let me tell you, she does phenomenal work out there. Speaker, strategist, coach. I could go on and on. And I'll tell you more about her, who she is and all about her. Nicole Khalil is absolutely phenomenal. Just one of these women you want to meet, a wife, a mother, a business owner. And uh, just she actually, I love that she always says that you, she can enjoy reading and wine guzzling all with being a reluctant Peloton writer, as well as an avid cheese enthusiast. So you're going to learn so much about her. Super, super pumped. But with that being said, Nicole, I want to welcome you today. And I'd love to start this off by you telling me what is one word you use to describe yourself so the audience gets to know you better today? Confident. Ooh, I love it. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So let me start by saying I haven't been confident my whole life and I am not 100% confident 100% of the time because that doesn't exist. People who feel that way are either narcissists or lying to themselves and others, right? But generally speaking on the whole, I'm confident because I've worked on it. I've practiced, I've read, I've researched, I've observed, I've tested out, I've done everything I can to become confident because there was a point in time in my life and career where I looked confident from the outside looking in, Mm. the inside did not match. I looked the part of the successful, independent, confident woman on the rise but internally, I was a hot mess and um, it kind of hit a breaking point where I was like, I don't know what confidence is, but I'm mm. certain I don't have any of it. And it became my life's work first for myself and then to pass on the message to others of what confidence is, what it isn't and how you actually build it. So let me ask you a question. Was there like a pivotal time? Like when you, when that happened, like, was there something in life that just made you be like, shit, I'm like acting the role, but I'm actually not supposed to be leading actress for this right now. Yeah. So I I would say there was a tipping point, but as the case for so many of us, when we hit that tipping point, there's a lot of other things underneath it, right? So the tipping point was when I was promoted to chief development officer in my Fortune 100 financial services company. I was the first woman in that role in 160 year plus history. um, And, you know, It was a huge achievement that came along with a huge compensation increase and more responsibilities. And I even had somebody, when we were celebrating the announcement, lean over to me and say, I wish I had your confidence. And it was in that moment where I was like, like, I felt like a fraud, right? Like I was excited about the promotion for about three minutes until all the fear and all the doubts and all the worries. Can I do the job? Why did I get the job? Will people respect me as a leader? Well, blah, blah, blah. All of that kept came flooding in. And it was just this like, 
I don't know, this dichotomy, right? Like this, the way people saw me and the way I felt and it did not match up. And it was so apparent in that time. Mm. At above average spending problem to go with my above average income. I, you know, like the works. Yeah. Just and drinking it's so, my feelings. It's, <laughs> it's so funny though. So many of us have been in that space before. And it doesn't mean just because you're out of this space, you may not get there again, right? But once it's really like building a muscle, right? With your confidence and and being confident with who, who you are. And not to be confused with, you know, sometimes it does, but sometimes there's really two different things like imposter syndrome, like, hey, I don't think I can do it because I don't have all 12 boxes checked off versus confidence. And to me, they're really two separate avenues and not yes. to necessarily be confused. Like, I think we get the imposter syndrome because we're like, oh, we're not good enough. We're not this. We're not that. But I think that it can feed into your confidence, right? Like if your yeah, confidence, absolutely. the higher your confidence goes, the less imposter syndrome. I feel like it's almost like a direct correlation with each other. Would you agree with that? You're exactly right. First, confidence is like a muscle. It's a skill that can be developed. It's not something you're born with or born without. Also, I believe confidence <coughs> is the antidote to imposter <coughs> syndrome. Bless you. Sorry. Um, I know you're good. I couldn't mute it fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're all good. Um yeah, confidence is the antidote to imposter syndrome. And one of the reasons I believe that women and people of color or people who experience being an other um, have a higher rate of imposter syndrome is because we've become conditioned to believe that competence is how we will become confident versus understanding that it's the, the formula that actually works is confidence on the road to competence mm -hmm. because you can't be competent at something you're new at or a new skill or a new job or a new role. It's an impossibility. And so the opportunity for any of us is understanding the distinction between confidence and competence and understanding that this isn't a chicken or an egg question. It is clear which one comes first. Confidence. Yeah. on the road to competence. And then of course, as you build your competence, the confidence you, you chose early on increases and then they, they feed each other. Absolutely. And I mean, you are like, you come from this, uh, a C-suite at a fortune 100 company. I mean, you coached hundreds of women in business. You've done all, you've done the do, you've climbed the corporate ladder and you've grit, you know, had the grit and the tenacity to do all that. And now come full circle, you're a, a speaker, a leadership strategist, the host of this is women's work podcast. I mean, she just really, you know, tells how you can do it, how you can build it, gives people actionable steps to really become more confident. And that's like what her, what your niche is, Nicole. And I mean, just hearing you speak, especially from personal experience and say, hey, listen, I wasn't always there is just really awesome. So, you know, is there someone, something that everyone, no matter what they're doing, that if they're in your industry or they're trying, someone trying to build confidence that they should stop or start doing? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot and, and I, <laughs> yeah, and, just give us like the one or two, like, Hey, if yeah, I, so I want to this podcast, what should I start doing? Because maybe there's someone yeah. listening right now who is like, shit, I wish I had what Nicole has. Yeah. And you know, that the reason I say there's a lot is because I don't want to minimize it. I won't want yes. people to think like this is a one and done easy, you know, proposition, but if, if I had to narrow it down, I would say, stop seeking confidence externally and start building it 
internally. Mm. We have gotten mixed and false messages, the bulk of our lives that tell us that confidence is going to come to us by some external source, someone or something outside of us is going to give it to us. It's like, when I get this promotion, then I'll feel confident. When I achieve this level of income, then I'll feel confident. When I've perfectly behaved children, when the number on the scale says a certain amount, when I fit into a certain size, when I buy a certain bag, when I live in a certain house, then I'll feel confident. And the reality is that formula does not and will not work as it relates to your confidence. Your confidence isn't out there. No one and nothing has it. Nobody's holding on to you like some weird life game of where's Waldo, where you got to find it and then get it to give it to you. Confidence is an inside out proposition. It's built internally. It's the only way to do it. So the opportunity is to think about how we build internal trust because confidence is about trusting ourselves. I know we've got mixed messages, but if you go to the root of the word and and you define what confidence actually is, it is firmly and boldly trusting yourself. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's what confidence is. So then ask yourself, how do I build trust? How do I build trust with other people? How do other people build trust with me? And then turn it inward. So examples, keep your commitments, communicate healthy boundaries, stand up for yourself, speak your truth, uh, you know, take care of yourself, self-care. There are so many things that we do that build trust. That's the way you build confidence. Turn it inward, do it for and with yourself so that you begin to build that trust muscle, that skill of trusting yourself firmly and boldly. Yeah. And I want to remember and validate or, you know, everyone here is that, listen, Nicole's telling you, like, it sounds beautiful. It rolls off her tongue so eloquently, but she's saying, listen, this takes work. This is not a, hey, listen to, you know, Grit Grace and Glitch for 20 minutes and you're going to walk out of here more confident. What it should do is it should make you think where in the areas that Nicole just spoke of, am I not confident? Where do I, where do I, you know, double, double guess my judgment. When I got that last promotion, did I feel excited or did I feel like, Oh, sugar, I'm never going to be able to do this. Did, what are those emotions that are coming off you and really being able to be in tune with those? Maybe it's pen to paper after you've had to make a big decision or, you know, are you the type that can, you know, trust your gut instinct because you're confident with that decision? Or are you the type as simple as something like, I know this sounds crazy, getting ready in the morning. Does it take you 20 minutes to put something on because you're not confident that, oh, is that going to be the right outfit? Or is someone going to judge me because that orange is too loud? Or, hey, listen, that makeup, that bright red lipstick's too much for someone, you know, or are you confident enough with yourself to say, like, listen, I feel bold, I feel brave, and I'm going to wear it, even though I know it is a little over the top. I always say that when I put on my bright pink fuchsia pants. I'm like, I can't wait till someone says something to me. And I remember actually being in the construction industry. I walked through campus with those pants on and someone goes, one of the guys goes, oh my God, those are so bright. Like, and he like made like a look like and put his sunglasses on and like, and I was like, I know, aren't they awesome? And like, instead of like feeding into it and being like, oh, what does he think of me? This and the other, I'm like, listen, this is me. This is bold. Like, and believe me, I have my areas that I'm not confident either, but I think we have to find, hey, where can we be confident and keep Make sure we stay with that confidence. We stay true to our beliefs and who we are. You know, you talked a little bit also about self-care, you know, and that being part of your confidence. And I think so many women say, oh, is that really fair? What do you do for self-care? Or what are some suggestions that you have for people to that can correlate with them being more confident? And why, why do you think self-care is so important in that equation? 
Yeah, I, I think, um, so I kind of have a little bit of beef with the self-care concept in the way that it's sort of been, in my opinion, bastardized a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it, self-care doesn't necessarily mean getting your nails done, your hair done, spa day, massages. I'm not saying that you that that's not self-care. I'm just saying it's not all-encompassing. The way it's being messaged, it has an element of privilege that I don't love. It, it makes it sound like in order to take care of yourself, you must have time and money. And I don't believe that. When I'm talking about self-care, I'm talking about anything that gives you energy, anything that lights you up from the inside, anything that reminds you what's important, anything that refuels or recharges your internal battery, whatever you want to call it. This can be 10 deep breaths of air. This can be going for a walk outside. This could be reading a book. This could be writing what you're grateful for. There are so many ways that we can practice self-care. The second part of your question, why is this important? Well, because in order to trust ourselves, we need to take care of ourselves. If we are not honoring or taking care of the vehicle in which we you know, operate out of, if we're not honoring or taking care of our energy, our prioritization, what makes us feel the sun from the inside out, then how are we to trust ourselves? Because more often than not, when we're not taking care of ourselves, it's because we're prioritizing everyone and everything above ourselves. It's hard to trust someone that prioritizes everyone and everything Mm -hmm. above, you know, so that's for me where it's, it's tied back into trust. And it'll always be an energy drain, right? Like you're never going to be able to to be the most confident or to be out there. Like if you're constantly feeling energy depleted and I always say that self-care things. And I always think about like self-care, you know, to me is getting up an hour early in the morning. Like that to me, that's not selfish, right? Like it's not like going and getting, like you said, doing a fancy spot thing, but I say, Hey, listen, that's self-care for me because I love that time when no one is up and it's quiet and I can read my three meditation books and I can write in my journal and I can, have my lemon water. And you know what I mean? Like, so find those things. And like you said, it doesn't always have to come with a dollar and cent. And it also doesn't have to come with huge time frames. but whatever it is, make it consistent. You can't self-care can't be, Oh, I'm going to do it once a month, right? Like yeah. find something consistent in your life to me every day that in whether that's five minutes or it's 50 minutes or it's five hours, whatever fits for you, find that time for you. I know we're all, we're in such a busy society. We're busy, and I'm guilty of this. And I think you are to have been to, or, you know what I mean? And I know as you're, you're a coach, you'll probably help a lot of people with this, but like that busy equates to feeling confident, right? Like, mm-hmm. because I'm busy, I'm, yeah. I can be confident with myself. And that's not, that's not, that's a kind of almost a toxic way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, we live in a culture that values more, right? Do more, have more, be more. Um, and it's really hard and it requires confidence to break away from that. And and I, the one thing I would add to Erica, to what you said is whatever is your self-care may not be the same as somebody else's. So really check in with yourself. Like you mentioned getting up an hour early. I can absolutely see that as an act of self-care for me, getting up an hour later than everyone else in my family is an act of self-care because we're different humans with different yes. needs and desires. And And we have a tendency to judge our acts of self-care or compare to other people. And uh, just a loving reminder that comparison is the thief of confidence. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And the thief of joy. It's a thief of a lot of things. But like, 
in today's society with so much, so much going on and buzzing around us in social media. And did I do the best post? Did I wear the best outfit? Did I, you know what I mean? Win the best award. And I'm sure you felt this even more, especially as you were climbing the, you know, the ferocious corporate ladder. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard not to, not to, you know, feel that way at some point. Um, so what, what's the best compliment you can give yourself every day? What is, is there something that you say to yourself, do for yourself, personally that like just like you know reminds you to to stay at that level of confidence yeah I think you know just a a loving reminder it's a great question nobody's really asked me that in that way I think what I always try to go back to is a reminder that I can trust myself Mm. all the evidence all the experience all the what's come before this moment supports that I can trust myself. I've overcome a hundred percent of the bad days and the challenges and the whatever up to this point. And I know when I'm faced with a tough day or when I'm experiencing failure or when I am having a, a rough time, it's really easy to forget that I can trust myself. And mm. so I, I really, and by the way, more powerful when I choose to, because it's easy to trust ourselves when everything is going according to plan, when we're winning, when we're checking all the boxes, that's easy to trust ourselves. The real power and the real value is to choose to trust ourselves in those moments of doubt and fear and confusion. And like, and, and trusting ourselves doesn't mean I know what to do or I have all the answers. It's, I trust that I'll be okay. I yep. trust that I'll figure it out. I trust that I can learn. I trust that I'm capable. I can ask someone else for the answers, right? I trust that I have support. I trust, I trust, I trust. Um, I think Someone, that I was is- in yoga the other day and, you know, she read an excerpt and I loved it. It was all about how obstacles are put there to show us our pathway, right? Mm-hmm. And I try to take everything bad that when it comes into my mind and I feel my emotion get high and me not feel as confident and all this sort of stuff, I'm like, someone's putting this in my life to teach me something. Yeah. And it's going to get me one step closer and being confident with those obstacles and those bad times. I totally agree. That's going to make you that much more confident in so many aspects of your life. Um, And so again, it takes programming because I still go back to that primal feeling of like, it sucks. It blows. I can't believe this is happening to me. And I try to say, okay, oh my goodness, I'm given this opportunity to learn something. I'm given this opportunity to get one step closer to my goal. I'm given this opportunity because it's maybe going to turn my direction right instead of left. And if you start to really change your thinking a little bit that way, it's crazy how you can actually overcome an obstacle so much quicker. And I've recognized that with myself. Yeah, you're dead on. And that is completely aligned with everything that I've learned in my research around confidence. The reality is, um, I haven't figured, you know, trusting myself doesn't make the experience suck any less, right? Like it still (laughs) sucks. It's still, you know, still don't want to be in it. Right. But what I tell myself similar to you is the only thing that's missing is the benefit of hindsight. Mm. I don't yet know how, when, or where this is going to serve me. I just get to trust that it will, because it always has. Yep. Um, Whenever you look back at any bad situation, no matter how horrific it is, isn't it funny how you can look back and be like, ah. Yeah, exactly. Hindsight. It's wonderful thing. (laughs) Yep. Um, Okay. So I gotta, I gotta end this on a little bit of a light note. So guys, I want you to reach out to Nicole. I mean, listen, if you are struggling with confidence and we all have, we all will, and it goes in ebbs and flows. It doesn't mean like, Oh, once you master confidence, you 
like it's perfect, right? Like, but I will say it's almost like riding a bike, right? Like if you stay in that, those modes and you have those methods and you have those, those, those things to lean yourself on, it's going to be much easier to get back on the bike, even if you haven't rode it for, for a month. Right. Mm-hmm. However, it's building those muscles and building that time. But Nicole is such a phenomenal coach and a phenomenal person. That way, if you're struggling with that and you're like, you know what, I could use some help. She's a phenomenal person to watch a phenomenal person to le- learn from, but I am going to end it on a lighter note. And I know you said you're a, a, a wine enthusiast and an avid cheese lover. Tell us favorite wine, favorite cheese. If tonight, you know, no calories being expended, no hangover tomorrow, what would it be? Yeah. So favorite wine, I'm a Napa cab kind of girl. So, I mean, you, you really can't you go wrong in my out. opinion, but uh, we are wine club members of Farniente, which is uh, just one of my favorites. To me, the um, heavier, the better, right? The, the thicker, yes. the, like, okay. The bigger, the bolder. Almost, almost yeah. is like hot chocolate. <laughs> I'm going to swim through that. Um, and then uh, as far as cheese is concerned, there's a cheese called Drunken, Drunken Goat Gouda. Oh, my goodness. I've had it. I'm just obsessed. I mean, there's so many good cheeses. I know. That's I know. I know. That's kind of unfair for me to ask you to pick one. But <laughs> it's so funny. I've never tried it. But my girlfriend, who has this phenomenal cheese shop by her, every once in a while, when she comes down, she'll bring a bunch of different cheeses. And I've had that before. Um, and I will also say there's a truffle something or another that she brings that I'm like, literally, I'm like, please don't bring this too often because I probably could eat the entire block my, myself. Totally. And, you know, and then, and then justify the, 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 the half or whole bottle of wine with it. So anyways, with that being said, Nicole, I just want to be so grateful that you joined us today. I want to be just so honor you of where you've come, where you're going, the people that you're inspiring, the lives that you're impacting. Um, please go and follow Nicole. If you're listening to this, she is truly a wealth of knowledge and just an all around awesome person, just so real, so authentic. And uh, just reminding us all to be gritty, to give ourselves the grace that we deserve and we need in life and to go out there and celebrate the glitz. And again, the glitz, like Nicole and I said, is not necessarily the $95 pedicure or, you know, the Louis Vuitton bag. It's the things that we're doing every day. And maybe it's, hey, listen, I was more confident when, when I put on my shirt tomorrow morning, or I was more confident with making a decision about this or more confident when I got them, you know, um, got the, got my kids on the bus today, whatever it is. I don't care what it is that we're celebrating the little wins that we have in our life every day. Is there anything you want to leave us with before, before? Yeah. I just wanted to add one thing, Erica, because, um, there are so many ways that we can build confidence. I just wanted to give a really easy barrier to entry. Like, um, I have the book validation is for parking, how women can beat the confidence Mm -hmm. con. And it is chock full of tactical exercises, ways, strategies that you can um, build your confidence. So I know, like you said, we, we there's not much we can do in a 20 minute episode, but that is uh, an easy way to get your hand on some confidence building tips. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Have the most beautiful weekend. Hope anyone that was listening to this goes and connects with Nicole. Go share this with someone else that may need to hear it today that needs that little boost of confidence and remind them that you're confident in them and their abilities. And to me, that's one of the best gifts we can give back to people with confidence is raising their confidence, raising their beliefs making sure we see what maybe they don't see before they're confident enough to see it on their own. And with that being said, we're signing off here from Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode, and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. 
I'll see you back here next time on an all new episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz.